Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi.、Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the t o n a r i s podcast.、Uh, as always, I am joined by my good friend Timmy Long. Hello. Um, and this week we have Mark Tynan of MT Fitness, and he's going to give his story. So, how are we keep Mark? Oh, not bad, though. Yeah, Th- thanks、All、for coming、good. up、no、to Churchfield to meet us.、Um, full disclosure, we've done this a few weeks ago and we fucked up the sound, so this is round two. <laughs> round two. It's a lot less nerve wracking this time because I know what I'm expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly,、um, exactly. But,、uh, Like before, look, we'll take it from the top. Like all the other guests,、um, who you are, where you come from.、Um, yeah, so I'm Mark Tynan,、um, owner of MT Fitness in Blackpool,、uh, which is a fitness business, as you know.、Uh, our main thing is personal training.、Uh, so, grew up in the north side myself.、Um, got into fitness at a very young age, playing soccer,、uh, swimming, boxing, everything really. Everything I'm shown into, I've done.、Um, so, fitness was kind of drilled into me from a young age.、Um, I kind of lost the, the will of fitness when I got a little bit older. When I hit 18, was able to go drinking and eat whatever I want and spend money on whatever I want, you know. And、uh, that kind of went downwards and kind of packed on a lot of weight. But I was still in the fitness industry. I've been in the fitness industry since I'm 18, but I still was able to gain weight.、Um, just because you're a personal trainer working in the industry doesn't mean you can still put on weight, you know.、Uh, the habits were bad. And、um, so, yeah, I. Working in the fitness industry, start off as a cleaner at 18、um, in a busy leisure, leisure center in Cork. And、um, I was gaining weight from 18 to 22, 23,、uh, as progressing up the ladder in the, the gym where I was and took over as、um, Julie Banger eventually after going lifeguarding to, or gym instructing.、Uh, finally took over as Banger. That's when everything went. I just didn't care about training, just sitting in the office, counting, doing stupid things that I didn't want to be doing.、Mm. Um, so, like, I put on a lot of weight, and I think it was I think it was 2017, Christmas 2017 is when I felt at my worst、uh, in terms of my weight. I,、um, I think I was after gaining about four stone or something.、Uh, and I remember putting on an extra large t shirt, which is is okay to some people, but、um, to me it was it was tight, and I, I literally teary eyed at Stephen's night going out, teary eyed my friends, and I was like, no,、nah, I don't even like to look at myself. and That January, I went away and I just went hell for leather. Got really, really into fitness, really started enjoying it again. Lost the five stone within five months and、uh, it kind of took off from there. Then I went back into training people and back into doing things I love, you know? People listening now, I know they're going to be thinking, this guy is a personal trainer working in a gym,、mm. working out, and he's still putting on the weight. There's know, no、yeah. hope for us. But there's a, <laughs> a simple rule to that. If you're. Consuming more calories than you're burning, it doesn't、yeah. matter what you're doing, you're going to put on weight. You could train seven hours、yeah. a day if you're consuming too many calories, you're going to put on body fat. 100%. I had a, a client a few months ago and she says, I went out for a walk there for an hour, so I was already to have Chinese, wasn't I? <laughs> I was like, 
What? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it is a good rule. Like you, you'd want a marathon to balance out those uh, calories. I know, yeah, a marathon, yeah, two of them. Um, <laughs> but I suppose you can easily get into a rut as well. Easily, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's just eating. It's like a habit. You get habits there of just eating what you want on That's a daily it, yeah. basis. Everything else goes out doing, though. It For me, like it was when I started earning money, when I started working at 18, it was just kind of like, all right, so I can go to the off places because I have an ID and I can get drink. Mm-hmm. And I can go to the shop or go to the chipper and get a bit of food. And it was kind of, from then on, it just became a bad habit and it just kind of rippled effect over the years. And I didn't even realize I was going into the deep fat fryer, throwing on four or five sausages and I thought it was grand. Mm-hmm. It was sausages, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, over years. Then it took, it took me a couple of years to put it on. Um, but again, once I got into it and really put my head to it, it, it became, it wasn't something I loved for a long time. Then it became into some, it was a passion in my love again, you know. And uh, I haven't looked back since. Uh, it's yeah. kind of since I kind of got out of the rush. I've never looked back. To be fair, when I was eighteen as well, my diet wouldn't have been great, you know. But I think the what 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 kept the weight off me was ecstasy, because <laughs> even though my exercise wouldn't have been great, when you're sitting down, your heart is beating, yeah. you know, a thousand times Racing. a minute. You just sweat. You know still I mean? burning calories. Yeah, that's why people taking ecstasy and um, other drugs like crack cocaine and stuff like that. You just the fat falls off you yeah, and yeah. Um, crystal meth is another one it's just your body temperature is raised your core body temperature is raised your heart beat is elevated and you just burn calories but that's a very dangerous way of way doing, of doing it. it yeah without a doubt yeah, I wouldn't be recommending any people to do that anyway. no <laughs> stay away from the ecstasy diet <laughs> yeah stay away from that yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know uh, what I got from it there was you must have been fairly determined to lose five stone in five months mm. yeah it was more of it was like a heartbreak as opposed to like to, it wasn't I wasn't messed up renting or it wasn't after going down a bad road it was just more of heartbreak I put on an extra large t-shirt I was in good shape when I was younger I was playing soccer at a high level and uh, got many chances like trials and it was it was like heartbreak I realised at that moment in time when I was 22 or 23 that it's an extra large t-shirt that I'm squeezing into it you know and I was like this isn't me and I was literally teary to Stephen's night which is my favourite night of the year normally to go out uh, just didn't want to go anywhere, didn't want to get in for a picture. And that's when the young comfort started and you're pulling down your top and mm. people are getting a picture of you and like, delete that. And it was more kind of like, I got very anxious, socially anxious. And that's where it began. I kind of got a bit of social anxiety for, because I just didn't like the way I looked. And it was going on for a long time. It was only that moment. It was like a light bulb moment went off my head. I was like, you need to stop. So that was Dean's night. The morning, January 1st, woke up, I said to myself, I'm not doing this anymore. Went off drink, didn't eat bad food, not even a chip. And I wouldn't recommend that to anyone. I'm a very flexible dieter now. But I didn't even eat a chip for five months. Uh, went very serious, trained seven days a week. Don't even think I spoke to my friends once. And uh, just put the head down, I lost it. But then I, I became me again, you know, after you know, that. You're in the fitness industry, um, when you're a personal trainer and you're putting on weight and you feel out of shape, is there extra pressure on you to look at a certain way? You feel that. Like, it, I suppose it happened to all of us throughout lockdown. And even after lockdown, I came back. And back then, when I was in the fitness industry, 22, a manager of a gym, you'd be thinking, geez, the manager should be in good nick. Like, um, but I wasn't. And it was kind of like everyone was looking at me. And you'd be going in then to cover a spinning class and you're up there overweight. And you're like, they're all fitter than I am. Like, way fitter than I am. Way healthier than I am. And I'm kind of are they looking at me and you're kind of pulling down your top during the spinning classes and it's not the way you should be there is added pressure no there shouldn't be but there is added pressure to be in a certain shape or i suppose be a role model and practice what you preach and all that and mm-hmm. even when i came back after lockdown it was a kind of i wasn't as heavy as i was but i was still like all right i'm after putting on about a stone here now i need to get that stone off me you know i mm-hmm. need to i need to have people look at me and say he's in good nick i wouldn't look like him you know mm-hmm. in a sense you know sounds like a lot of pressure really for 
somebody that does PT or somebody who works in the gym yeah. to be in a certain have a, a certain physical condition yeah and people will judge you like not that I take any notice of it but um, you'd always like you put up in your store you know a, p- a picture of a pizza on a Saturday night and like eh, you're not a Lolita you're a PT and I'm like I'll enjoy myself at all, like. yeah. <laughs> you know but there is that added pressure and it comes at the job and it's fine you know it's grand and you have to be that kind of a role model towards your clients and it's good to be that kind of role model too but um, there is added pressure and there is the added piss take as well from time to time but uh, mm. that's good too like, you know? yeah. all comes in it you get used to it as you go on and it, like, it goes back to that principle of calories in and calories out it doesn't matter yeah. what you're eating as long as you make allowances for it like that's it, can, yeah. let's say um, I'm training with somebody at the moment and I 2,250 calories, that'll get me down to about 81 kilos. If I want to have a Chinese at the weekend, I'll eat 2,000 calories Monday to Friday, and then mm. I've some in the bank, do you know? Exactly, yeah, you and, store your calories. Yeah, then. and you, I can have a bar of chocolate if I want mm. to have, just track it, and just, you know, it's when you're eating um, mindlessly, and you're just consuming calories. Yeah, you're not tracking. and They pile goes, up very quickly, don't it they? It does, without a doubt, yeah, like, I, I was the same at the weekend, I had ice cream and a pizza, but... Again, I fit it into my two thousand four hundred calories or whatever, man, and I was able to enjoy it. Yeah. Like it's again, there should be no one too strict on themselves unless they're training for a bodybuilding competition. You dieting is about being able to go. Yeah, you'll be healthy, but you can enjoy yourself too. There's a thing called social health as well, and you're supposed to be social. You're supposed to go out and enjoy yourself, and that's part parcel of the project or the process. Is yeah, I'll go and I lose my weight, but I can still enjoy myself and be social with my friends. I went down the wrong route, not the wrong route. I still lost the weight, but. I just didn't see my friends, didn't even eat a chip, didn't even go to a chipper, didn't talk to my family. But mm. I knew for me that's what I needed to do to be happy. And I, I done it, but I wouldn't recommend for anybody else to do it because I was kind of miserable at the time. Mm. Went through a stage, cut down, went and done a photo shoot at 70 kilos after being 110. That's 40 kilos, like, of a, yeah. of a loss after doing a photo shoot. And I was really miserable. Had your body I swear to God, I was miserable. I was, like, doing that photo shoot, I was absolutely miserable. Do you know, then, if, for instance, if you did break out and you did get a pizza or you did drink a bottle of seven up the night before, mm. like, what it sounds to me, do you, do you know when you wake up after a load of drink? Oh, and, yeah, and, food hangover, And you yeah. don't know what you're after doing the night before mm. and you wake up the next morning and you have the, the beer for or the hangover. Yeah. Like, I've actually done the same with food the night before and woke up and I'd feel all, yeah. know, I wouldn't feel right at all after. It's mm. a, it is, a, it's a food hangover, like, yeah. I'd have a very big appetite, so if I break out, I break out, like, I could go into mm. the sun of one and have three burgers, like, no problem. Do you know, and then you wake up the following morning, you're like, if I laugh, having the lash of points. It, it's, it's crazy, but uh, it does happen. It's the amount, the amount that you're consuming, it just doesn't yeah. go well with your body. Like. And another risk then you risk bumping into is... An extreme diet and it can lead to things like bulimia and anorexia. Yeah. If you know if you're so restrictive for a period of time and you're so um, you're eating broccoli, rice, and chicken seven days a week for six weeks, and at the end, then you'll binge mm. and you'll eat loads of calories. And, um, and it's a huge problem, is under, under eating is a huge problem. Um, yeah, we've have so many under eating, like a lot of we've had a few obese clients over the years. and it's the years leading up to obesity was the problem it's it, nowadays or did they, when you speak to them it's actually they, they'd under eat massively but you can under eat so much for if you under eat for a certain length of time you can actually damage your metabolism beyond repair so like they were probably doing that for years mm. and they haven't got they were going around eating chicken and rice yeah do you know all right i'll have a bar of chocolate there in the morning for my breakfast and i won't have nothing then i'll have a breast of chicken at night there's no way to be living like do you mm. know and it, it again it's going into the uh, the bulimia stage and uh, and our anorexia stage we've dealt with clients with that and 
um, obesity what's, what's it like to deal with a client with an eating disorder do you have to be careful you do definitely have to be careful because obviously it's not just like they're physically I wouldn't say damaged but they're not physically there but they're also not mentally there so you have to be careful what you say and what you do as well because they think only eating this much is the only way to lose weight but it's it's not I've often brought calories in and they've been on our clients in and they've been on 500 calorie diets and you're trying to get them to eat 1500 calories mm-hmm. they've been going through that bad habit for years that if if they're in that bad habit for four years you're not going to get out of it in four days like you know mm-hmm. so it, it takes time to build up their mindset build up the good habits and good relationships with food again because a lot of people have very very bad relationships with food mm-hmm. and um is, like, that, is that from uh, people just giving them bad habits like uh, different does, trainers and stuff does, there is a combination I've seen clients with different trainers that came in and as I show me the last food plan you're on I nearly had a, a heart attack I'm like I'd eat that in one sitting not a mind one day you know mm. um, but again it's, some of it is down to themselves too that have never trained with trainers before they just think this is my only way I can lose weight is by eating rabbit food for all day and it's not, you know, food is fuel at the end of the day and you have to be able to eat, not just for your weight, but for your health, your energy levels, your sleep, your mindset, everything. It's it's not just about the weight loss, it's about every other health aspect as well. Yeah. Energy levels being the main one, you know. Um, but like, as I said, you're not going to fix four years or three years worth of problems in two or three weeks. And people, mm-hmm. a lot of people come in and say, fix me now. And I'm like, how long have you been in this bad habit? Like four years, I'm like, all right, we're going to have to spend a lot more time than and you know two you, days. Do you, know, like, you know? you know if you're... Um we say 15 stone, 14 stone, 13 stone. To maintain that amount of weight is a lot of calories. Yeah. You know, so you could still eat. Like, let's say if, when I was looking to lose a stone in weight, yeah, right? I was to eat, I would have to eat 3,000 calories to stay to where I was. So to lose the stone, I had to go down 2,500 calories. 2,500 calories, a lot of food. Yeah. Like, it's two healthy dinners or a big lunch a big dinner or a big breakfast and a supper a or a snacks, snacks. Yeah. Yeah. you know it's like there is a lot of food it's just we like in a in a consumer culture like what we live in we're always consuming or we're very quick to consume calorie dense foods like yeah. you, you get a slab of dairy milk in the garage when you're getting your petrol for 150 you have big share bags of potatoes that's yeah. another six and seven hundred calories convenience as well you know yeah. it's, a lot of people go for the convenience based foods again garage food and like my dad, for instance, worked in the construction, construction site for years and it was convenient. You went to the roll or you get a roll, breakfast roll in the bar and you go to you get a hot chicken roll at lunchtime. It's because, again, it's not pre- pre- preparation and no knowledge either as well. Back then, yeah. I don't think there was anybody talking about food or health or this or that. So like you're going in, you're eating a breakfast roll for breakfast and, you know, yes. again, you can still, it's it's the bad relationship with food. You can still go into a garage and pick up something healthy. You don't have to pick up something bad. Yeah. You can go in and get a chicken wrap or something. Or, and you can have the breakfast know, roll then every now and then maybe once a week on a Saturday yeah. or a Sunday morning or something but like people are quick to go and eat get the bad thing whereas like my bad habits have gone and I go straight and I get a banana protein bar and a bottle of water mm. that's my go-to thing when I go to the garage but like instead of getting a packet of crystal bar of dairy milk and a can of coke you know what I mean mm. again you're still eating but you're not you're, and, but you're still going in and you're being convenient but you're still eating well you know and not picking up the bad habits in the construction industry that is the go-to food it is the breakfast looked, yeah. roll the chicken roll at one o'clock you know, and I often, from being in the construction industry myself, when I used to eat that kind of food, I was never, I wasn't able for no work after this food. Oh yeah, I was Stop. tired. I was, mm. I had no energy. Yeah. I was, you know, and it was probably the worst thing you could ever eat. Do you know how fire energy? Morning yeah. inside in a big yeah. roll. Yeah, but I sp- like in the construction industry back then. I think I don't know about nowadays, but back then definitely like there was no 
body talking about it like i think the, the fitness industry and in, in general has blown up in the last 10 years like back then 10 15 years ago there was no talk of it like you go in for lash points there after your day shift and there's no bother like you wake mm-hmm. up to fall more and do it all again mm-hmm. so there was no problem like but uh in the last 10 years like all this nutrition health fitness industry it's all blown up to a big extent which is good as well in, you know um i was talking to a firefighter there a few months ago and um you know, traditionally they would have had very similar diets. Now construction, you know, they would have in-house cooking facilities, high fat, high calorie foods, or high energy foods, but very unhealthy. But these days they have nutritionists and they have serious, you know, like a, a diet like what you put a client on, you know, fruits and vegetables and salads and meats mm. and just a very balanced diet. Yeah. So but it's across all kind of sectors. All really sectors. I was working become in more the, aware. Yeah, but I was working in. Uh, warehouse or operation role there back when I was 17, 18 before I got into fitness industry and like you go in to the, the canteen like and there's chips and there's burgers and there's chicken curries and rice but I went into another place similar enough kind of um, environment to that big factory thousands of people working there but they have big nutrition um, talks and people coming in healthy living Ireland and doing all this nowadays whereas back that was what nearly 9, 10 years ago it was just eat what you want there was no healthy food like mm. if you want healthy food you bring it yourself whereas mm. nowadays they have all the healthy living um, companies coming in and actually stocking out their fridges and stocking out their canteens with healthy food which is which is good of course Like, but back 10 years ago there was none of that like. you know what else is a curse of a shop Mr. Right Price and deals in them <laughs> because you could go in there looking for the can of links and a bottle of bleach and come out of there with six bags of hairos and hundred bottles <laughs> of chocolate yeah. for about six euros it's just so cheap <laughs> oh, it's just so cheap, so cheap. Yeah. and you know, by the, like in every aisle in them shops there's something nice to pick up mm. you know and then when you're with, if you manage to get through the six aisles without picking up anything you're standing in the queue waiting on the hill and there's a walnut whip staring at you <laughs> <laughs> yeah six pack for a euro <laughs> yeah it's just it, like it's junk food is just so cheap today very cheap yeah and, and healthy food is expensive which yeah, is crazy yeah. um, it's mental you yeah. think of the sugar a few hundred years ago was one of the most expensive things you could buy yeah it's the, the complete opposite these days it's gone have. different yeah no like nowadays protein is more expensive than what carbohydrates were it was the, it was the opposite a few years ago you know um, carbohydrates are more expensive but it was actually cheaper which is weird I don't know how that works like but uh, it's gone the opposite way you know and like chocolate for people that might not know chocolate comes from Africa from the cocoa plant in Africa there was um, a documentary seen on YouTube if I find it I'll put it in the description here but um, these lads were in I think it was the Democratic Republic of Congo and they were tasting chocolate for the first time in their lives they had worked on the cocoa plantations for all their lives they just knew that this was a crop that the white man liked but they'd never actually tasted chocolate bad, until it? this reporter doing a documentary brought the chocolate to their tribe and they all sat around and had a square of each and their eyes lit up with the sweet. They never tasted anything it's like crazy, it. Isn't it? But it's, it's mad. It's bad at working with it and they never tasted it. Yeah, yeah, but it's like stuff we take for granted. But like, mm. there's, um, There was this guy talking about, you, never see, you, you can see photographs and videos of everything today, but you'll never see how food is made and where clothes come from. And it's true. It's true, yeah. Because yeah. Not, they're not ethical. Yeah, it's very true, yeah. Yeah. Like never do think, that. Yeah, if you think about meat, um, we've never heard of meat factory workers until COVID. But now this COVID is starting to highlight the, the conditions that the meat has been processed in and the, the conditions for the workers. Yeah. And they're all, they're all tend to be poor immigrant workers that work on shitty conditions with shitty wages. We, we never see where meat comes from. Um, yeah. Clothes... 
if you're buying stuff like, and I do it myself, I buy stuff in Gap, and that's kind of more upmarket than pennies, but pennies is the same. Mm. Bangladesh, sweat shops, children, child labour, these is where the clothes come from as well. Yeah, it's not coming from Ireland like a lot. No, but we consume fast fashion, fast food. We, you know, you can go into cheap and affordable. Yeah, you can buy your jeans inside in pennies for three or four euros. If you can buy your jeans for three or four euros, does it have to be shipped from one side of the world? How much is it actually been made for, and how the person who makes it, how much is it actually been paid? Without a doubt, yeah. I was actually only online a few days ago and uh, came across a site called Alibaba. Never heard of it. Uh, you can buy massage guns, right? Do you know the massage guns that you buy nowadays for a euro? from China we wait and seven months for it. we wait and seven months and the uh, delivery cost is more expensive than the guns were uh, my dad, like, that just goes to show like what they're paying mm-hmm. or spending and how how much it costs them over there to make it I know, know yeah I gave my dad a laptop there a few months ago you know he's gone mad buying fucking random stuff on Wish <laughs> and just waiting to call up to him on the days he'd answer the door in the KFC tracks <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I was actually on Alibaba last night and oh, yeah? he spent half of the night on it actually but it's marvellous he's mad into Lego you know yeah and he had me searching the whole internet for these Lego guns and, you know, uh, army guns mm. and all these things. you know. And you just go onto that site, right? You can get lost. lost. Yeah. You can buy a house in Alibaba and get it shipped to your door in a container. <laughs> you <buy laughs> That's what you can get. Yeah, like. anything. I they, have absolute, well, yeah. they have x-ray machines for hospitals. They have absolutely everything you need. You it's, know, a, it's a mental website. It's my first time ever seeing it only the other night. I was looking at everything. I was planning on setting up about 15 businesses and all at one stage. <laughs> so you could sell everything on this. Your man that owns yeah. that is, but I think he's one of the richest men in the world. It's, it's, it's like It's like the Amazon of in China. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's nearly the same thing. Some, like some things are going for nothing. Like. Yeah. yeah. But it's just when you're, when you when you pay for something and then you wait months for it and what you yeah. paid for isn't actually what you receive. Yeah. That's common as well. But but uh, look, we, we digress. We come back a small bit. Yeah, where were we? We were on the boat. Um, so let's say if you have a client that's coming into you um, with obesity, mental health issues, um, what's the first step or what's the first thing, let's say for anybody that's been t- thinking about wanting to change their lifestyle through fitness and nutrition and they sign up with you? What's the first interaction like? What's the process? Uh, dogs get me anywhere for the chat first, and um, you have to find out what their past was like because a lot of it comes from their past, their bad habits. Mm. Um, we'll say if they've had um, an eating disorder, their bad mental health, addiction, whatever the case may be, you have to find out about their past first because you won't know how to fix the problem if you don't know what the problem really comes from, where it's source. So, like, we've had a lot of people know obesity, drug and alcohol addiction, um, mindset problems that have come into us and. Really have to find out what's the problem. Now, some things, some things that you're told it's not my area of expertise that I act. I wouldn't give someone false hope and say, right, I'll try and fix you because if I don't know what I'm talking about, there's no point in me trying. Um, so that's like we've had a lot over the last couple of months of people coming in with drug and alcohol addiction to us. So we have to sign up now to do a drug and alcohol counselling course, but it's only a certificate and it's more just to learn. Mm about the problem so I can help them deal with the problem it's fantastic it's it's mm. not about I don't want to go down the, the area of counselling well I might but you never know it's more of to learn about it so I can deal with it um, because some things people come into us we don't know about we don't know everything so we try to our best to learn what the problem is if someone comes into us with scoliosis which is a back problem and if I didn't know what I was talking about I'd google it and if they said to me they have a health condition that I didn't know about I'd google it and I'd try and figure out what the problem is what it is where it came from how did it start? And we go from there, then we try and learn a bit more about them. Um, 
it, the main thing is getting them feeling comfortable. Gyms can be a weird place for a lot of people to think it's all these big huge fellas with muscles coming in. It's mm-hmm. all about making the person feel comfortable. You'd want six year old Mary coming in and we're all in their string tops with her, with her muscles hanging out, you know. Mm-hmm. To be professional and have waffle, have a talk and have a chat. That's what they like. We're from the North, so we like talking, so we're good enough at that. So we'd, um, it's just making them feel comfortable, you know, no matter what the problem is. And just yeah. make them feel like they're at home. I and hope you didn't feel uncomfortable coming in here now with the muscles and that and hair, do you know? <laughs> no, I know. Help us. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking there as you were speaking, um, that course that you're doing. Mm. Uh, for drug and alcohol addiction that will give you so much of a better perspective of, mm. of the people that you're going to be working with mm. I, was only, I was only thinking that somebody like a job like yours you're getting people that are really a lot of them will have mental health issues they're going to because they, they're they self-conscious about the way mm. they look and they're not happy with themselves mm. you know um, it's you're really dealing with people that have have problems like yeah and it's a lot on all different levels a lot more than just physical for a lot of people we'd have a form that we'd send out to people in the inquires can you fill out this form just to get a little bit more insight and a lot of things when it comes back is like what's your main goal and the main one nearly 99.9% of the time is mindset development and it's it's a big problem for a lot of people is their mindset whether it be self-conscious or going through bad time at home or anxiety or whatever the case may be or drug and alcohol addiction which um we've dealt with a lot over the last couple of months um and all those problems have driven me to become a better trainer not just a trainer but someone that can understand people more because obviously look we went to college we done a course on how to teach an exercise we didn't go to college to deal with people with mental health issues so it but dealing with those people it, it nearly drive you to learn more about the problem uh, so that way you can help them more and help more people if my if someone came in to me and said jesus mark helped me really a lot with my problems not just in the gym but at home and then he'll tell their friend or suffering the same thing and you know and it's all about helping people at the end of the day, no matter what it is, even if it's just for a conversation. I've often met up with people I don't even know, I just went for a walk and had a chat. Mm. It's not about trying to make a sale or trying to get them to the gym and make the money, it's just trying to help them, it, no matter what the problem is, you know. So yeah, You've identified as well like that. It's not a, going to the gym is not to be all and end all. There has to be a holistic side to it, and, and that's what you've identified. Like yeah. Coming to the gym here is another, let's say if, if I go to you and I have uh, drug and alcohol issues and I'm just trying to get sober or whatever, you know yourself that going to the gym is not going to be good enough for me. I need to go to a meeting. I might need to go to therapy. I might need to go to some sort of sport groups. I might need to watch the podcast that we're doing. I, was, yeah. I know that there's loads of podcasts that can be self-help. You can give a direction of where to go. Or exactly. If you know people like, I would know the two of you know, and uh, if I know other counsellors in the area, that they might be able to talk to you. You direct them to people that you know that are good, that will help, you know. And mm. we'll help them with the physical side of it and also how to clear the mind it was the same way we clear mind. No, I wouldn't have went through many problems but I'd always work on myself Do you know like mindset development um, some meditation uh, organising my mind reading podcasts these type of things that will that's good to clear your mind and it's not to be getting rid of problems just to make you mentally stronger um, so you give them tips on how to deal with those things too we'd have a kind of private group that we'd always put in those mindset development things and obviously physical and nutrition wise too but we'd always put in something about mindset it's not just about the physical and nutrition side of things you know we can mm-hmm. give you tasks to do at the weekend read a chapter of this book read this chapter of this book which we found beneficial to us it might benefit someone else if it even helps one person it goes a long way you know mm-hmm. um, I always say that if I if I talk to one person even today with the two of yourselves go into every meeting wanting to learn so if I take one thing away from learning something which it might be able to help someone else learn teach them something mm-hmm. else you know um, but look 
I love training people and I got into it to train people and get them results and yeah. help them lose weight. But there's a whole other side of it that I, be, I began to love and talking to people and helping mentally and help not helping just physically but mentally also. And it's a it's very satisfying to be able to help someone and for someone to text and say you've changed my life is just it blows mm. all out of proportion, you know. It's By just, looking at you and after getting to know you in the last few months, <clears> you come across as a really calm person and I'd say you you could definitely easily go down a field like that um, mm. to help a lot of people, you know, yeah. with your own experiences and the people that you're helping know. You know, but um, me and James, we got to know you there about two months ago. Uh, you organised the fundraiser for us, mm. yourself and all the, all the people that you trained down in the gym. Yeah. He, um, he, he went, you walked up Karen Tool. Hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, it's funny because I actually didn't even know you before I done it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, obviously, the podcast came out, I started listening to it. I watched James on the Tommy Terrence show, and like, I didn't know you, but I, I knew of you. And then the podcast came out, and you know, the, I remember I think it was one of our clients shared into our Facebook group, and I watched the podcast. We watched the first one, and I watched the second one, third one. I think it was after the third one. We, at the time we were planning on doing the car and tool walk and we always if we're doing an event we might as well do it for charity we might as well make a bit of money for something that mm. is worth making money for um, we normally do three or four charity events a year like um, so we were like I was, and I think it was one of my clients said to me I'm well, sure the, the two narries are looking I was like that's the one I, as soon as I heard it I was like that's the one now we'll go up and I'll, I met with James and Don Costa yeah. and had a chat because the vision of the two narries podcast is very very good and it, like these conversations help a lot of people and um and even just from listening to your stories, it helped a lot of my clients and that inspired me to hopefully do something good for you. So um, I met with James and it kind of took on from there then. Um, we got together, we got a set up and we went on the walk then. Yeah, it was a good old day out. Yeah. Look into that camera, Della. You bought that. That's my yeah. one, is it? Yeah, you bought <laughs> it's that. a good one, so is it? Yeah, that's the best one. <laughs> yeah, the most expensive lens as I well. I know, yeah. On me. <laughs> yeah, but what, what we really noticed um, about what you've done for us, for the podcast, was the way you were with your clients. Yeah. You were so good. Even, even We had a little group going and mm. the, the talk on the group, the, the the good vibes that were going out. And, you know, there was a lot of people that would have struggled with the walk and you were there the whole way with them. Yeah. You know, it was, like, it was very rewarding, sh- yeah. yeah. That just showed how, how, how good you are to everybody that is around you and even your clients and you know. I think it's, I'd always to be fair like when I first started my own business a year and a half ago like my dream was to open a gym inevitable Um, it's not anymore the, the gym is opening a gym is still a goal but it's not the dream the dream is to become a leader of people and whether it be my own client group or whereas to be able to make a difference in the north side or something it's to be able to people to say just he's helped so many people do you know and mm. it was all about opening a gym and the dream and having the flashy car it's not about that anymore <laughs> course i want to open a gym but it's more of i want to help people and then people come and come into my gym and we'll be all part of the community and the family mm. and we'll have fun together you know and i think like if you can walk around the north side and people will know you for actually helping people mm. then you know the dream is complete you know you won't be ever, you'll never be remembered for the car you drove no or the watch you wear exactly yeah. you'll be remembered yeah. for how you help people 100 percent. and back a year and a half ago i thought it was i wanted to watch and, and and the car i bought the car and i didn't even want it afterwards it's like I could have spent ten. I could have spent more money there now on uh, the gym, you know, yeah. or helping more people instead of the care. But uh, that dream changed, and uh, leading people is the dream, you know. But going up that day on the on the walk was unbelievable. Like not just for myself, I 
I thought it was the hardest thing ever watching people come up behind you that you've seen struggle for months or years and they're coming up behind you and up the top getting pictures it's just a great buzz you know um, so yeah it was good to horrible yeah, horrible tough <laughs> I tell you the way down it was way harder than the way up I was grand getting up and it was coming down I was nearly ready to throw myself off the side of it because I had <laughs> thoughts of going back down it four hours down I was like no there's a course uh, over in uh, UCC played psychology um, positive and coaching psychology might be worth looking into that. I think you'd be perfect for it. Yeah, it's I've I've looked into it. It's um it's I've a, looked into it's a couple a bit of expensive courses. No, all right, like but it's an investment. I'd love to do it. I'd love to do some sort of life coaching or psychology coaching. I think I'd be decent enough at it. The way I talk yeah. anyway. Um, I didn't even realize I'd be good at these things until mm-hmm. I started speaking more and uh helping more people. I suppose, but uh, I looked into it. It's more time now I have to try and find time first mm, yeah. <laughs> so if I can find time I'll uh, I'll definitely do it you yeah, might find yeah. it hard after this I'd say your family down the gym might grow after people listening to you on the podcast I know yeah we'll have fucking yeah. everyone in the north side down the gym for sure how bad yeah do you know what's an interesting point I, I want to make do you know when people come into early recovery a lot of people come into early recovery they want to be fitness instructors they want to be personal mm. trainers can you describe what it's like to be in that industry, maybe the trials and tribulations have become established and it's uh the one thing I worked on a lot was building the business from the ground up. Like it's I remember two years ago before I started business I had a bank loan approved, a unit secured, everything. I just had no clients. And I was like, Mark, come on, just have no five minutes. So then I threw it all out the window, I said, Alright, we'll start now. We'll start from the ground up and then we'll get the unit. So it's you become like you go into your fitness course. I went and I done rec leisure for two years, and I went away and I done the biz or the personal training course for I think it was eighteen weeks, some five months. And I started when I was working full time in the leisure center job. I started off doing part time personal training out in a different gym with another guy, and uh, one client led the two clients, and two clients led the three. And lo and behold, and that in January last year, twenty nineteen, I saw. 30 clients that I was after achieving myself that came for me and uh, I this maybe might be the time to set up my own business as a sole trader you know so I went down to Blackpool and I rented and uh, that's when it went real and I was working for myself then you know I was on my own a bit lonely at times right you have no staff you have no one to talk to uh, so I got a business coach back in June last year um, some people tell me it's the stupidest thing I've ever done and I'll say today is the best thing I've ever done uh, expensive but the best money I've ever spent push me to do the uncomfortable things like this mm. go on Mark do the podcast you'll be grand do you know mm. you, it'll benefit you and uh, hire staff hire another staff potentially hiring another staff um, going looking at units going doing all these marketing campaigns and speaking to people and speaking in schools I would have never done any of them if it wasn't for my business coach telling me you're fine you're well able for these I'd be just kind of conscious and self-conscious and thinking oh they're looking at me there no do you know thinking I'm bad at what I'm speaking about but he pushed me to do these things and helped me grow and develop and so that was I think that was June last year I got a business coach with 30 clients and now we're 110 clients in three staff uh hopefully opening our own gym in the near future it's just kind of rippled effect and Mm -hmm. like we were always I was always busy as a sole trader but it just got busier and um it was all down to I suppose hard work like the hours that I put in 6 a.m to 9 p.m Monday to Friday there all day sat around the laptop trying to get my books in order administration tax and VAT and this and that and a lot of people don't see that they think it's just training the client just yeah. they think it's going out to the gym there and get a Mary lose a stone yeah. there Mary it's not about that you know, it's just a lot more to go with it um, 
being self-employed. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough enough for myself. It's tough. It's, it's yeah, mentally the draining. responsibility is on you to bring in money to pay bills. Yeah. And pay, like when you know your responsibility is others as well, your staff and they have their bills and they have their families and you know you have, again, you have to be the leader. You have to be the person that brings in the people and gets gets the show on the road around, get people motivated. I said, if you go into a job, you don't be, you'll be large some days, but it's my responsibility to make them feel alright we have it now today we'll get it today you know this is going to be a good day you know? and so, so it, it, it's a lot of pressure but I, I never felt it you know it was kind of more like I enjoyed it so much that the last year and a half went nowhere it was just it was mm. just a constant flow of good energy and good vibes and there's been one or two bad things and that happens you know I, I've always been a positive person I don't mm. leave these bad things affect me just mm. drive on be fine I've nice circle of friends nice family nice girlfriend they're always there for me and it's just keep rolling, you know. Just kind of keep know, pushing. There's someone watching this show now, and they're really struggling with weight, and they just they can't lose it, and they just need that little bit of a push. Hmm. What would you say to them? If they were, you know, uh, the hardest choice you can make is the first one, and the, f- the hardest step will you take is the first step. So, people think gyms are horrible places, and they're hard place to enter. They're not. Come in. The first bad, or you might as well just walk in the door to a gym. And just go in and say hello. It depends, are, though. It depends. On it the depends. Gym. It does depend on the gym, but people, everyone, like, there's a lot of bad vibes in the fitness industry. Fitness industry between people, I've met with so many owners of gyms, and there's none, not many between the gyms. Um, we're all in it to do the same thing. Let's just help people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter who it is or the way they do it. We're here to help people. If Johnny up in the road has a hundred clients and I only have ten, who cares? He's helping hundred. If I'm meeting, helping ten, that's hundred and ten people combined. We're helping, so who cares? Um, mm. We're all in it to help people. So if, if if there's someone watching that thinks that the gym is not for them, just go in and have a chat. They'll they'll make you feel comfortable. And it, again, it does depend on the gym because there is some uncomfortable gyms and it depends on the gym. But you'll find one. And just because there's, if you get one bad personal training experience, don't let it be your last personal training experience. We've loaded many people come to us and say, I had bad experience before, I don't I don't know about this now. We've all had bad experiences. It doesn't mean we stop, we just try it again. Do you know? Mm. And mm. there's no there's no shame in restarting, do you know? It's like it's like uh, mm-hmm. trying to find a, a counsellor or a psychotherapist for yourself. It is, yeah. You go at the one. If it don't work out, you'll have to go out to the next one. Without a doubt, yeah. The same yeah. Kind of. And you're not gonna click with everyone. A lot of people have come to me and they mightn't like me or you mightn't like them. Yeah. It's not you're not gonna click with everyone. Mm. It's just the way life is. Um, but you'll, you'll find a person trying to click with, someone that you can talk to, have a conversation with, tell them about your problems, have a chat and also get results. And and that's the way it is. Like, if you don't get, if you come to me and if we don't click, it's not bad against the trainer, it's not bad against the client, it's just we just didn't have that bond. They just move on to the next one and hopefully you find someone that will click with you and you'll, you'll eventually get where you want to be, you know? Yeah. Do you know what I've, word I have a problem with there um, recently is the word diet diet for me is, is, is something that comes to an end when I reach a certain kind of physical state but I, I, I'm starting to use um, healthy living now instead of that word and it's so much easier for me yeah. <laughs> because I know there's no end to it I, there's no there's nowhere I'm going to reach yeah. it's just it, it's a healthy living I don't so, really like the diet word either yeah are you on a diet Mark I'm like I'm just being me like mm. <laughs> just being healthy you know yeah. it's, it's the way i live you know and they all, I, I i remember going off with the lads for um something to eat a few weeks ago at my birthday and i got a salad what are you doing getting a salad it's your birthday I'm like i enjoy salads i actually enjoy this it's the way i live like mm. you know relax <laughs> but yeah. yeah it's healthy living diets 
I don't like the word the word diet anymore. Cheat meal. What are you cheating on? Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, mm-hmm. there's no need to be using that language. You're not cheating on anyone. There's no need to be on a diet. It's just you're socially interacting with people instead of cheat cheat mm-hmm. mealing. You're just having something nice, you know, and you're not on a diet or eating healthy. You're, you're being a healthy person, you know. It's about looking after yourself and just mm-hmm. not going too far. Like, for a long time, I would have had a problem with food. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't open a packet of biscuits without eating the whole packet or a packet of bars without eating the whole lot of them. And before I know it, then I'm nearly getting sick because yeah. I'm after eating so much food. And then the next morning, I get that kind of hangover feeling and the shame, mm. and the guilt from eating so much shit from the night before. You would, yeah, the food hangover. You know? yeah. But no, yeah. I've knocked all that stuff out of my out of my uh, my life, right? And I just eat healthy foods. I have a list of healthy foods that I've introduced into my new life. Yeah. And I eat them, and I don't starve myself. I'm not going to bed every night hungry, yeah. you know, yeah. wanting to go down the stairs and have a big bowl of cereal or something mm. like that. I'm just nice and easy. And grand, if I want yeah. an apple, that I I'll have an apple. It doesn't have to be a green apple; it can be a red apple. Hundred percent. You know? yeah. But it's habit creation. You know, yeah. people was talking bad habits again. Back to going into the garage, picking up bad food. Like you just have to get out of the, the habit. If you went into it, like ha- habits can be changed. It might take time, but it can be changed and. People obviously go to the supermarket, I pick up a packet of skips there for the, the small fella, or you're after eating a packet of skips there for the small fella, you can get one. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And a packet of biscuits, or like when you going to get a, a bunch of bananas and a packet of nuts or something, mm. you know? And it's it's just that those habits, you can. And people are afraid to try the healthy foods as well, you know? Yeah. So. Do you know if somebody wanted to contact you without walking into the gym, how can they do that? Uh, through Instagram or Facebook is probably the best way. Uh, MT Fitness Cork is probably the best option to. Yeah text me at first off anyway yeah and yeah. we'll um we'll put the link to your social medias in the description Perfect. of the video or the spotify podcast or apple or wherever you're listening to us on um, the description will be there and um, we leave your your social medias as i said um your address for your studio which is down in blackpool yeah in the millfield industrial estate blackpool yeah yeah, yeah. so um it's been thanks for coming on the podcast no problem, yeah it's very very good listening to you mark and thanks, uh, yeah. We've become friends since we we started the walk, and uh, I wish you all the best. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for listening. And um, see you next week, lads. Thank you. Slan. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.